0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a minute and relax. Anything else that's going on, Just let's just uh, let our attention fall into God's hands. Remind yourself that you are in him, he is in you, you're in your spirit, you are one with God right now. You don't have to do anything or be anything you're that is your state of being. your spirit is in him in God, one with him. We've been for quite some time talking about how our soul is in process and it's going to probably be that way for our entire our our entire lives i don't know that any of us is again this is totally up to god but odds are that nobody here on this earth in our lifetime is going to achieve that oneness spirit soul and body now, Adam and Eve were created that way. And then their soul, spirits separated from their soul. We call it, it, they fell. And then Christ, when he was sent to the earth and was born in a body, he was spirit, soul, and body. He was one. But that's it. Now, I think they are, We can say that there are some examples in the scriptures and perhaps in history that show people, both men and women, in various degrees of becoming one. This is not becoming one with God. This is becoming one in ourselves, spirit, soul, and body. But they're few and far between. for our from our perspective what to me what that tells me at least is that what our path is is not limited to this time frame to our time here on this earth now for some that's scary because they think okay I need to get something I need to get this accomplished I need to achieve something I need to Finish some job, some project, in order to be, you know, in order to get that check mark by God. But that's not the case. You've already got the check mark. You've already, you're already, or you already have all the eternal life you're ever going to need. You're ever going to get. It's already there. You're already in the kingdom. You have everything you need for life and godliness here on this earth in your spirit. But for me, it kind of takes the pressure off that we can learn day to day. We can enjoy the process of experiencing the new things that God reveals on a moment-by-moment basis, we can indulge in the enjoyment process, in learning to know Him, and learning to even know ourselves, who we are as a spirit being. We don't have to be in a rush. We don't need to be trying to accomplish something. We don't need to be keeping track. It'd be totally different if we thought, and and again, this is a traditional Christian concept, that your eternity is determined by your state of being the moment you die. That at that moment, that wherever, say you've been a, a perfect Christian your whole life, and then you're in a bad mood, or you've just said something. You know, or you've lost a temper and punched your neighbor and all of a sudden you die of a heart attack. And it doesn't matter if you've been seeking God your whole life if, boom, at the moment you die, you're doing something that you feel God wouldn't be happy with. I don't think that's the way it works. I think we're in the process. I think we're, we're learning... You know, even Jesus, when he came here, came as a baby. He had to learn. He need to, He had to learn how to walk, how to talk, just like every other baby. And he had the greatest purpose. And his purpose, there was a time and a place for it. There was a time and a place for his birth, for his teaching, for his... for his... Uh, uh, crucifixion his resurrection his ascension is uh, there was a time that God had set aside that his father had set aside this is this is the plan it's the plan of reconciliation now anyone here on this earth right now we have more access to information about how to know God and other people's experiences and how the supernatural works, how the spiritual works, how the natural works, we have access to more information and examples than any other person that has ever lived. With the internet, with being able to speak with one another across countries, across time, and yet we are, th- you know, we think that okay this will make us you know, because we have so much more opportunity and availability, we should get farther, whatever that means. We should we should be closer to God. We should be accomplishing more. And then what if we don't we're failing God or we're we're coming short. You know, I I, I just think about Paul, Paul of Tarsus, Saul of Tarsus, and he gets knocked off his high horse and is blind, and God does all kinds of uh, interesting things with him through his life, builds these you know churches, all these wonderful letters that we have recorded, and yet at the end of his life, as far as he could see, he was a failure. Paul was a failure in his own eyes. Because the churches that he had started were railing against one another. They weren't listening to him. There was infighting. There was the exact opposite of what he had expected. So he died thinking he was a failure. Because he was looking at a time frame. And one of the things we learn is that time is under our control when we get to that point. We're we're not there yet, but spiritually, time is under your control. And as your soul comes closer and closer to your spirit, to becoming one with your spirit, time is more and more under your control. Now, we could get into the physics of the things. There's multiple places in nature where time stands still. You know, in black hole, in the the edge, the, the event horizon, there's other places where time does not move. There is no time. Gravity is so heavy. But then we have to get into the discussion of what is time. And so the more we can see in our lives the influence of time, where we feel that pressure, where we feel that that drive to get something done, to accomplish something. Now, absolutely, God gives us projects. What if You know, the only project he ever gave you was to raise your kids. Or to, you know, learn how a certain aspect of God's love worked. Or it was nothing more than spending time with him. If that's all God ever assigned you as a project, would that be okay? Would you feel like, well, I should have more on my list to be able to point to God, look at what I accomplished, or even just the whole, you know, the guilt thing, I've wasted time. I wasted time doing other things rather than waiting on God, worshiping God, or doing for God. and it comes back to who do we think we are what do you think you are when you when you see yourself when you think of yourself what do you see how would you describe yourself your soul not your spirit your spirit is holy and one with god your spirit is eternal complete you're a spirit you're never going to get more spiritual than you are right now but how do you see yourself this is not about labels you know that if you see you know the name and the claimant if you see if you refer to yourself as something negative that that's negative you, can, you that's a bad thing don't do that or if you see yourself as a positive you know th- that you can grow into that Well, there's some truth actually to both of those, but not from a solical way, from a solical perspective. But as you, as God reveals to you, your true spiritual nature, and you speak that, and you and you remind yourself that you are a spirit spirit being, then you also look at your soul. Your soul soul is think of think of a pet. Your soul is your pet, and you take care of your pet. And your pet isn't perfect. Say it's a little dog. Your pet isn't your dog isn't perfect. It needs care, but you enjoy it. You enjoy its company, but you have to take care of it. You you understand it's it's good moods and it's bad moods and when it needs to rest and all the different things about your pet. Your soul belongs to you. It's a possession. And you have certain responsibilities and expectations, but your soul isn't going anywhere. And I don't know whether we're going to take this particular soul with us to the next thing, whatever comes after this life existence. But I do know that while we're here on Earth, God has given us, the soul he wanted us to have for our, you know, experimenting, for our experience, for our learning how this life, this earth life works. So it's for a purpose. Just as with our bodies, how, you know, we, when we're looking to take better care of our bodies, What do we do? We look at where it's failing, and we adjust our lifestyle to, we don't ignore the problems, we don't have unrealistic expectations, but we adjust where we can over time so we can have a healthier body. Your body doesn't connect directly to your spirit. Your body connects to your soul. Your soul connects to your spirit. So just as we are to take care of our bodies, God loves your body. He gave you the one he wanted you to have. But also your soul. And the problem is, because our soul, there's a couple problems. Our soul, we aren't used to treating it as a separate entity from spirit. But if you accept that your spirit and soul are two different things, that the spiritual and the supernatural or solical are two different things, we can start understanding and learning about how our soul works. And then we can start going, okay, well, what is it about our soul that we're supposed to be learning? What is it about our state of being that will, our circumstances, that will benefit us in the process that God is is working in us, in our spirit. God is preparing you for what's coming next. It's also, you know, in the next life, whatever it is, it's also preparing you for what's coming tomorrow, five minutes from now. And the more we can understand his ways, his ways are not our ways, the more we can put aside our own doctrines, our own beliefs about what God's expectations are, the more we can even enjoy the projects that he assigns us. Now, he could assign the project to you of being President of the United States. To God, that's no more important than being assigned to being a local dog walker or just a good parent probably the good parent is harder than being president but those are just circumstances that God has assigned you that he has crafted for your situation for you to learn how your soul works and how God works and how the supernatural realm works how things work the circumstances you're in are like you're a pool or the ocean probably the ocean's a better analogy being dropped into the ocean from a helicopter without a uh, raft or a life, life raft or vest or anything now now go for it i'll see you at the shore and we've never been in the ocean we have no idea what's under the waves and don't know how to swim but pretty soon we learn how to swim Fortunately, that usually ha- this kind of thing usually happens when we're young. You know, when we're a little baby, we learn how to walk. We, we learn about gravity. We learn about trust. We learn about the basics of survival. Now, Some people do go into adulthood without learning those basics, but for most of us, we've learned the basics of survival. But it still can be Overwhelming. And when we add on to it our perceived expectations of God, that God expects us to achieve these great aspirations that are thrown out there by, you know, our betters, by those behind the pulpit, by those on on TV and on YouTube and the great, you know, ministers of the past, the great examples of the past. And we think, okay, we should be doing something great. We should be doing something big. When really it's all about what is God doing in you right now. When you think of yourself. For instance, what are you struggling with? What is the hardest thing? What have you been trying? Man, I wish I could... Get rid of this bad habit, for instance. Whatever it is, what is is God's truth about it? When you remind your soul what you are in your spirit, generous and strong and creative and just, your soul is drawn by these truths closer to your spirit. Even so, if you're truthful about your faults, you're impatient and quick to anger or lazy, anything that you refer to yourself as in the negative, those also draw you to your spirit. Because those things need to be corrected. And so in a sense, it's when we reflect, when we allow our spirit, when we, when we think and feel and do with intention. Say you're forgetful or impatient or lazy. Now, the truth is that you're not. The truth is that that's your soul, because your spirit is not impatient. Who you truly are, you're really not impatient. You're really not lazy or forgetful or hateful or obnoxious or anything like that. You're not that. Your soul may be. None of our souls is perfect, and none of our souls is going to be perfect until it's fully united with our spirit. And again, there were only three, as far as I know, examples of what that looked like. And we have very little record of what it actually looked like. But what do we do is we remind our soul, when we talk about the negative things, we remind our soul of what is true in our spirit. And this is one of the ways we get to learn what our spirit is like and what our soul is like. Say that, you know, in your spirit, you are master of your circumstances. We talk about being master of time, controlling your time. You are patient and you are industrious. You are productive. You are all the things you are in your spirit. You are Everything that is true of God, infinitely creative, eternally loving, generous, gracious, uplifting, encouraging, you are all those things. You just may not be those things in your soul. So as you spend time reflecting on the things that frustrate you, your stumbling blocks, your bad habits, we've all got them. We can thank God for them because it gives us a reason to ask him those questions. Lord, what's going on here? What is the spirit? What is my spirit in relation to my impatience? What is spiritual patience? Not that you're going to try harder, because you're not. This is simply information gathering. It's not so, okay, now you can implement a new practice. No. It's just you're learning. You're learning how the supernatural realm works. Because God does not want us ignorant. It's the supernatural realm that has our enemies. Now why does God let us have enemies? Again, so we can learn. So we can overcome. So we can overcome by becoming one with our spirit. And everything is God's timetable. Now he can restore time. He can shorten time. He can give us more time. He can take away time. He can, you know, time is just a thing. But when we use time, use aspects of the soul, aspects of the supernatural realm, to beat ourselves up, to to bring guilt and resignation and self criticism, they are not. None of those are true of our spirit. So where are they coming from? are coming from our soul. Now, all those things, and very often this is one of our great challenges in this day and age. We have a tendency to think of ourselves as victims. Victim of somebody or something or the age we live in or mistakes we made. And part of being a victim is being helpless to change our circumstances. Blame somebody else. We don't take responsibility. Now, this is all in the soulical realm. So there may be things that as God spends time with you and he shows you, well, you've been, you know, angry about this. You've been carrying this anger about this situation. What I want to show you is that this bad habit you have in your soul is what caused that situation. And how do we respond? We go, okay, I see now. Thank you, Lord. And then we enjoy the process as he heals that, corrects it, corrects our soul, and joins our soul into his spirit, if he so chooses at that time. So again, start with what aspect of your soul are you frustrated with? and. And he he might not be putting his finger on anything right now. Again, this is how he reveals our path, is he lets our soul, soulical habits fail, because your soul has bad habits, and we will continue our bad habits until they fail. So God lets them fail. So if you're struggling in an area, that's a good thing. That's an area he wants to talk to you about. He wants to reveal how your soul works in that area. Because as he does that, as he shines his life in your soul in that area, he's revealing spirit. He's re- It's a, a mirror image. What's going on in your soul is a reflection of your spirit. Now, our spiritual nature is we have a lot in common in that we're all one in God. But what that looks like, we really don't have the foggiest idea. You know, some have said it's like, you know, grains of sand on the beach. We're all all beach, and we're all individual pieces of sand. I I liken it more to the ocean itself, because we're each a molecule of water, H2O. But what, however we want, you know, that's, that's a question we'll find out because any of those, whether it's the sand or the ocean, those are parts of the natural realm. And I don't think the laws of the natural realm carry over into the solical or the spiritual realm. So I think we just can't comprehend our true nature, our true spiritual nature. But in the meantime, we can enjoy the process. So as you spend time with God, he will show you if there are wounds that need to be healed or wounds that he has healed, but now you need to change what you believe. This is a vital step because you're not going to change yourself. God is doing that. You're just aware of what he is doing so you can say, my, what the Lord has done, and thank you, Lord. So we enjoy our life here on this earth. doesn't mean you will always be happy. It's another one of those myths. No. Certainly, you know, being one with God doesn't guarantee your happiness. Just that great example is Adam and Eve and Jesus. They're, they had rough ends. But contentment, that the path that you're on you don't need to be impatient with that path. Don't worry about that you think you need to get more accomplished, more done, greater things, greater done. Contentment is what's more important with the process. That the process you are working with to bring you into oneness is working and trustworthy. That is what matters. Not reaching a goal or a position. Or a relationship type of thing, relatively speaking, better than someone else. More important, closer to God than someone else. You have a bigger anointing or a greater calling. None of that. Those are all things that God will have to deal with because we are all one in Christ. And the circumstances that he has you in are under his control. And since they're under his control, they're under your spiritual control. So think about where you're frustrated and think about what's the opposite. What characteristic of God that you have in your spirit is the opposite of that frustration? And start reminding your soul, no, you're not a procrastinator. You are a disciplined person. No, you are not a hateful person. You are a loving person. No, you are not, you know, fill in the blank. Because it's to remind your soul. that it's being drawn into your spirit in that area, in process. Because those things that are frustrating you are the areas where God has let your bad habits fail. As soon as those are taken care of, those wounds are healed and the beliefs changed, there's other things are going to come to the surface. So don't rush. <laughs> there's just going to be another one. Take your time with whatever God has you on Take your time, do it well, and enjoy the process. So if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a line at diane at and Just go over and visit me, and um, uh, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. plus.